You've reached Hoop and Holler, a Square One podcast on basketball and other shenanigans. Danny Green, I'm mad at Danny Green. I just want to thank everybody that's been in my corner during this time. With Reagan Griffin Jr. Reagan, you're the best, man. I'm the clamp guy. I am the Giannis Antetokounmpo of Lion Center. Eddie Sun. Probably won't get hired by, you know, ESPN anytime soon. Because <laughs> we don't got that clutch connection. And Julio Martinez. On uh, Giannis and the Bucks, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. Please clap. It comes from at underscore underscore uh, KLU2 on Twitter. Bro, the fact that you knew there were two underscores before the to at underscore underscore KLU. He knows your that, Twitter. That means I'm tweeting it too much. But at, when it boils down, like, that's what we're here for is the yeah. basketball. Welcome back to Hoop and Holler. Different voice, you say? Yes, today I will be your host and commissioner for Hoop and Holler. Um, with the NBA discussing the potential of adding two teams to the NBA, two expansion teams, um, most likely Seattle and Las Vegas, we decided to make an episode where uh, Eddie and Reagan are the hosts or team owners uh, uh, of these two teams. Governors. And we're gonna do we're gonna do a draft. Um, so they can create their new teams. So I'm excited about it. You, how, how are you guys feeling about it? Hey man, I'm the, I'm the diva owner. All right, I'm not here to make any friends. I'm not here to pussyfoot around. I'm here to win. All right, I'm the the general manager, owner, head coach, uh, tr- leading tr- on the training staff. I do it all out here, man. Like, come on now. Re- Reagan will be leading the Las Vegas <laughs> the Las Vegas Bombers. Yeah, say right. <laughs> Same and right. Eddie will be leading the Seattle Flash. How you feeling, Eddie? I'm feeling good. We should explain that um, for this exercise, um, in case we don't get into it, that uh, for a draft like this, an expansion draft like this, every team gets to protect some of its players. And for the sake of this, we went through all 30 teams in a, in a production meeting. Let's just call it a production meeting. And... Um, went through all 30 teams and crossed off five players that they would all protect. So essentially, we're drafting from a pool of um, team players like that are essentially number six on their list and worst. I, I guess that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, so let, let's get right to it. We're going to each of you guys for, your, uh, for each of the picks, you guys are going to have 30 seconds to choose your respective players and before we started the episode, we did a random number generator, and somehow Eddie said 33 and Reagan said 32. I don't know how, um, but Eddie won since the number was 90, so he's the closest one to it. So, Eddie, you will be the first on the clock. So, uh, with the first pick in the NBA expansion draft, the Seattle Flash select, you have 30 seconds. Okay. This is tough because there's so many players and I, I just feel like I'm missing someone. Like, there has to be someone better than this. But this feels like the best player value on the board. So I'm going to take Karis LeVert with the first pick. Mm. Karis LeVert is off the board. And he's going to the Seattle Flash. Maybe he'll be the next KD. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so with the second pick in the NBA expansion draft, the Las, <laughs> the Las Vegas Bombers select... So, I'm going to need a player that can be somewhat of a cornerstone for the foreseeable future, all right? I'm going to Las Vegas. I'm going to the City of Lights. Nobody wants to see a team that's young and upcoming. We want to see a team that's going to compete now. People want to put their money on this team, all right? I need a leader. I need a good, solid locker room presence. 
My first pick, I'm going Mike Conley Jr. Because I saw him do it in Memphis. I know he can do it in Las Vegas. Mike Conley, and that's that's a player that I love. Um, and he's actually playing pretty well this season. Um, so with your second pick, Eddie, who you got? Hmm. See, now I'm kind of in a bind because I thought Mike Conley would be on the board. No, sir. But I did want, as part of my draft strategy, to take one of these veterans that these teams will not hang on to because they're older, you know, cost a lot of money. And so I'm going to take Al Horford as uh, my second pick. Wow. I was not expecting that from one Eddie son. Yeah. Okay. So with your second pick, Reagan, since you're on the clock next, who you got? So a lot of teams are going to be protecting their young assets, right? A lot of teams are going to be protecting guys who have high upside, but the Atlanta Hawks kind of found themselves in a bind with this because they already had Trey Young, they have John Collins, and one guy that in our simulation they didn't get to protect was Cam Reddish. That's a guy with a lot of upside, already playing lockdown defense. He's shown potential as a shooter and a scorer thus far this season. I'm taking Cam, and I'm going to bet on that upside alongside Mike Conley. We all know Reagan was going to go with Cam Reddish before the draft. Um, Maybe... Maybe Lou Dort would have been first, but Lou, Lou Dort's one of the guys they that protected him, okay, man. Kept. Yeah. Damn. So uh, next pick goes to Eddie. So I have a lot of options here. I'm thinking maybe I could go with a young upstart piece. Maybe I could go with a veteran, but I'll go with a player kind of in between who's young but has some, you know, has pretty good upside. I'm gonna pick Shake Milton. Shake. Milton from the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. With the with the sixth pick in the expansion draft, the bomber select. I'm not in the bind. I just have a lot of good options on the table. Um, but I like I said, I need to win now, and I need pieces that are going to help me do that. And I have confidence that Clint Capella will help me do that. I'm going to get Clint, Clint. Capella. Talk about the the Hawks having a lot of nice young pieces, a phrase that I do not love, but hey, they they found themselves in a bit of uh, uh, trouble down there in Atlanta, in Magic City. So the next the next pick goes to Eddie's son. Who you got? I feel like we're picking a lot of Hawks players here, and, and I'm with you there, except I'm going to take the backup to Clint Capella, the young center with a lot of potential, Big O, Onyeko Okongwu. Onyeka Okongwu is going to Seattle. I think he'll prefer Atlanta, but Seattle's not that bad. Um, Okay, next pick goes to Reagan. I need to win now, man. Give me Marcus Morris Sr. Marcus Morris from the L.A. Clippers. I really thought your, your strategy would be a little bit different. Me? Yeah, like I said, man, I'm in Vegas. I'm here to. We don't. We don't play to lose out here. Come on, if you play to lose in Las Vegas, (laughs) you're going home (laughs) with with nothing. All right, we play to win. No, you 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 play to win. Definitely, you'd rather shoot the half court five million dollar shot than no, 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 not there. I'm not going to play to win. Uh, Okay, but the next pick goes to Eddie. Back to Eddie's son. Ooh. Okay, this is kind of tough, but 
I do kind of want to balance winning and developing for the future with my team. And I'm missing some players at the wing spot. So I'm going to pick Otto Porter, who is an underrated wing in this league. Mm. Otto Porter Jr. from the Chicago Bulls. Okay. And with the next pick, Reagan chooses. I'm torn here. I'm torn. I have a wing guy that I'm pretty interested in. I have a kind of a guard that I'm pretty interested in. But at the end of the day, like I said, I'm trying to win now. And I'm more confident that this wing is going to help me. One of the more underrated, might be the most underrated mover of the basketball in the NBA. I noticed it when he was in Memphis. I'm going to take Jay Crowder, man. I like the way he plays. Nice. Jay Crowder. Okay. He's the newest member of the Las Vegas Bombers. So with the next pick, the Seattle Flash select. Mm, Let's do. You know I love shooting. And I'm going to take one of the best stretch fours in the league. Give me Nemanja Bielitsa. Ooh, I okay. didn't even think of him. I didn't even think of him. That's a good pick. Okay. That's a good pick. Bielitsa. He can shoot lights out when he gets hot. For sure. Um, okay. With the six, yeah, what would be the sixth player for the Las Vegas Bombers? The Bombers select. Let's see. Again, I'm torn, but I'm going to take proven commodities here that I know are going to contribute to winning basketball. Uh, shooting is kind of a premium given this draft doesn't really have a whole lot of great shooters. I'm going to take one of the best 3 and D guys in the NBA, Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal. Cool. Okay. Goes back to you, Eddie. 30 seconds. So I thought when you said one of the best 3 and D players in the league, you were going to be taking this player, but instead, I will take him. That is Justin Holiday. Mm. And I, th- that was one of the names uh, in the pre-draft meeting or whatever that I really didn't want to mention j- just to see who was going to choose him. Interesting. Okay. Now it goes back to Reagan. All right. Now I'm starting to fill out a bench here in – no better way to fill out a bench than with the, you know, multiple time six man of the year. I know he sucks on defense, but he's gonna give me my buckets on offense. Give me Lou Williams, man. Oh, okay. When he says okay, okay, Lou Will is the newest member of the Bombers. Um, goes back to you, buddy. Um, I'm also gonna pick a six man. It's don't funny do, how don't, we're don't, thinking don't. on the same wavelengths here, but. This six-man has a better prospect, you know, for the future, I think. And that's Alec Burks. Okay. All right, cool. Okay. Alec Burks is the newest member of the Seattle Flash. Now it goes back to the Bombers for the last uh, three picks for you. Hey, man. Why am I trying to, you know do stuff and create stuff when I can already, you know, rehash something that was proven to work. I got Lou Will. Give me Montrez. Let me run okay. that pick and roll off the bench. <laughs> I see that. I see that. That pick and roll worked nicely with the Clippers last year off the bench. Um, now it goes back to Eddie. So this is interesting because I could go so many directions with this. I could go with players that I like. I could go with younger players. And I think because if this was an expansion team, I would probably 
air toward younger players. So I'm going to go with one of the better young guards in the league, Aaron Holiday, and unite the Holiday Brothers. Wow. Mm. Unite the Holiday Brothers. If only Drew can be a part of this, but he's too good. Aaron Holiday. Okay, now it goes back to Reagan. All right, man. For my pick, I'm going to go with a young guard as well. We are thinking on similar wavelengths, Eddie. But this young guard is a guy who I've had immense faith in, arguably at times maybe too much faith in. But you know what? I believe in him as a player. I've seen him play immensely well at all levels of basketball. I know he has it somewhere in him to be great. And I do want some more star upside on my team. So I'm going to take Lonzo Ball from the New Orleans Pelicans. Again, man, great mover of the basketball. His shooting has turned around for the better, finally. And he's a high IQ basketball player. I need that. With the tutelage of Mike Conley, I think he can be something special, man. So give me Lonzo. And you got to sell some tickets, man. Why? You, you should just hire... Hey, uh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> you should just hire the LeVar Ball as your head coach and Maybe. your general manager. He, he, can be a, he can be a ball boy. He can be a ball boy. Pun intended. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Yeah, so the last pick... Um, back to you, buddy. Last pick. So this is a wing player that is young that I think has a lot of upside, but that's maybe something that I see more than other people. Um, this is Troy Brown. Mm. And I think, I think he can defend. He can pass it a little bit. You know, he can lock up. So I'm going to bet on him and try to develop him into a good player. I had a, for whatever reason, I had a hunch you might take Troy Brown. I had a hunch. Now back to you, Reagan, for the last pick in the NBA expansion draft. This is really tough, man. I'm torn between two guys. Um, really, really tough. You know what? I am going to go with... I'll tell you. I'll just be straight up. I was torn between Kelly Oubre and Marcus Gasol. And Kelly Oubre, you know, as, as cool as it was to see him drop some 20 pieces last season, it's just not looking pretty this year. He makes some exciting plays, and hopefully he can turn around at some point. But at this point, I'm not sure if I can say I'm that confident in him long term. So give me Marc Gasol. I know that's a guy who has his struggles athletically, but he's a smart, high-IQ basketball player. He's going to be able to teach some of my guys some stuff. He's going to be able to make some smart plays. And I know I have Capella and uh, Trez, so I'm going to need somewhat of a happy medium between the two that can go out there and actually play some smart basketball minutes at the center position. Okay. So, just to recap, Eddie, Eddie's uh, uh, Seattle's flash team is Karis LeVert, Al Horford, Shake Milton, uh, o- Onyeko Kongwu, Otto Porter Jr., Bielitsa, Justin Holiday, Alec Burks, Aaron Holiday, and Troy Brown. And then the Las Vegas Bombers are Mike Conley Jr., Cam Reddish, Clint Capella, Marcus Morris, Jay Crowder, Roy- Royce O'Neal, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, Lonzo Ball, and Mark Gasol. How do you guys feel? How do you guys feel? Let me I go to Eddie good. first. Like, I, I think if you – I have my draft board here. I feel like if I looked at my draft board and we put it right next to Eddie's, we just wouldn't have any of the same players. I think he had his strategy, I had mine, and we both executed it. See, I, I will say it's a very. My bad. I was gonna say it's a very Las Vegas GM personality yes, to yeah. have someone throw it to me and just immediately jump in and take you know all of my spotlight yeah. and shine the yeah. attention on it. Yeah, that's how we coming. Yes, sir. <laughs> you see, you see, I, I, with Reagan's fascination for 
you know, rookies. I really thought you were going to go a bunch of young players. Mm-mm. Not in Vegas, man. Not in Vegas. You know what? People will watch so, that for about two minutes and then be like, ah, I'm good. So if you were the Seattle team, your strategy would change? Probably. Probably. Dang. I mean, hey, you got to be real about it. See, if you went Kelly Oubre, this is where I was going to tell you. If you went Kelly Oubre as your last pick, I was going to say you, you were going to be in trouble because with Kelly Oubre, Marcus Morris, Trez, and Lou Will on the same team, that yeah. locker room going to be a disaster. Bro. <laughs> it's going to be a disaster. In it's Vegas? Disaster. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> That's serious, though. But, um, Eddie, how do you feel about your team? So the way I thought about it was there's no way a team is going to do an expansion draft like this and build a contender, like like a championship contender, right? And there's no way that they can build a team that's like a young juggernaut. So that's the kind of challenge. So I feel like I drafted dudes that are capable of being solid now, you know, mixing in some veteran presence, mixing in some players who know how to play basketball right now, along with some young upside and then also the players in between the young players who are still developing and have the potential to be very good role players or even stars and you know mixing it all together for potentially if i were the gm of this hypothetical seattle flash team you know a high draft pick or a star free agent to come by and, and be you know the centerpiece of it all mm. yeah no that, that that is the you put it perfectly that is the difficulty because all these teams are going to hang on to their you know, proving veteran commodities like a KD, like a LeBron, and they're going to hang on to their young pieces uh, uh, that look like for sure, you know, stars in the future. But what would your guys' starting five look like? Hmm. I'll let you go first, Eddie. All right. So this is interesting. I think definitely Shake Milton at point because that's just the most talented. Um, that's just the most talented kind of playmaker. Um, and shot creator that I have. And then definitely Levert at the two. That's my most talented guy on the roster. Porter at the three is a good three and D who can, you know, do more things than that. Um, at the four, this is kind of interesting because I could either go Bielitsa and really stretch it out or prioritize a more balanced game with Justin Holiday. And then Al Horford will be my five. So okay. I guess just to summarize, it would be Milton, Levert, Porter, Let's do Holiday and Al Horford. Not bad. Not bad for an expansion team. So I would probably go, and again, I'm, I'm torn here on whether or not I want to start Lonzo, but I'm probably leaning towards keeping him on the bench and having him serve in that role. He'll probably get substantial minutes, um, like 25-plus, but I'm not sure if I'm going to start him. So my starting lineup is going to look like Mike Conley Jr., Royce O'Neal, uh, Marcus Morris Sr., Jay Crowder, and Clint Capella. We're going to be a very defensively sound team. Um, it might be a struggle in terms of scoring points, but like Eddie always likes to say, we're going to lean into our strengths, and I think our strength is going to be defense. <laughs> and who's winning in a matchup between the Flash and the Bombers? I think we'd all agree it'd be me, but that's not what Eddie was going for. I don't think he was going to yeah, win I, I, games. I, I wouldn't even contest that either, but we can talk in three years, you know? Like, hey, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what we're doing. Hey, man, it's Vegas, all right? I'm not trying to – I know what I got, right? Like, you know, some, in three years, these dudes are going to be gone, and, you know, the next star who wants to come to the, the Vegas lights is going to be down there. Bron, talk to me. KD, talk to me. Kawhi, I know you don't like it in Los Angeles. Come talk to me, man. Come on. You, you, you essentially drafted 
the former uh, I I forgot what the nickname was for that Memphis team, the Grind Boys, or what was it called? The, the Grizzly Grind. And grind? Are you are you kidding me? Yeah, dude? yeah Are you like kidding that. me? Why, why why don't you just sign Zach Randolph? No 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 no, dude. <laughs> we're not gonna just bypass the fact that you just called them. <laughs> the Grind Boys. The Grind. <laughs> I don't know what the hell they were called. Grit and grind, bro. All heart. Grit and grind. grind. Tony Allen after mm. beating the OKC Thunder, bro. Come on. Man, whatever. The grind whatever. boys? Like, <laughs> that sounds like a freaking male strip like club, bro. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. The grind boys. Um, get out of my yeah. face with that, man. Just to, just to get this podcast back on course before we totally go off the rails. Um, the challenge of a draft like this was it took me forever just to compile all the names to try to organize and get them into categories and even in categories still try to rank them from like best to worst or something like that. And then, you know, having to draft them while we're on the clock and thinking about fit, thinking about like what we want to do is like, is, it, it, it's pretty challenging, but I'd say I'm pretty happy with the sort of players I picked. It's, uh, essentially, when I'm talking about thinking about building for the future, like Shake Milton is a young player with upside. Levert is young with, you know, perceivable upside. Um, Aaron Holiday, same thing. Troy Brown, Onyeka. So, like, that's not a bad core, I think, of players that have upside that are also, like, within or Good under, now. like, 25, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you had but, your strategy um, I think you guys? I think it'd be cool if we went through some of the names that didn't get drafted and kind of just watch. Okay, them. yeah, yeah. Um, what, what are some names that you guys uh, were kind of on the fence of picking up? Kevin Love, I, he crossed my mind, but I just didn't want to touch that contract. And I'm, I'm like, I don't want to say that his motivation to play basketball isn't there, right? I feel like it could be in the right situation, but if he were to come to my situation, I don't know if that'd be healthy for Kevin Love. I don't. I don't think he'd like it at that in Vegas with what I'm building. So I mean, he is kind of like a fashionable magazine type dude on the low key, um, and feeling. I I just feel like his motivation is lost because he's in Cleveland. Right. Exactly. I think he wants to go yeah. to a championship contender, and you'd see the best true. love. What about you, Eddie? I was kind of waiting for Lonzo to get picked at some point, mainly by Reagan, because I'm not going to pick Lonzo. But it just seems like a guy that doesn't make sense if he went undrafted. But um, So I broke down all the players into four categories, essentially. It was young players with, like, or rookies, essentially, like super young players with upside. It was, like, old players with a lot of money and but still are talented. It was, like, young players that can be like role have role player upsides um and then just simply role players right now and i'm not surprised that guys like andre drummond or uh, paul Millsap or lamarcus aldridge didn't get picked even though they're like the more talented of the bunch Mm. just because they're old and boring and you know outdated whatever um so yeah that's why i'm not surprised like the kevin love didn't get picked i will say that i feel like more of these young role players would have been taken um like, I'm looking at, like, DeAnthony Melton is a type of young player that I think a lot of franchises would love to have as a young piece. Um, I know I talk about Bruce Brown a lot. I mean, that's the sort of player. Eric Paschal, um, campaign, 
Uh, uh, Ivica Zubac, like that's an interesting name. Like, Ivica Zubac would have been a real, real good pick. Real, real. I'm not gonna lie, he didn't cross my and mind. And then in terms I, of, I might have picked him. And in terms of just role players, I can't be surprised at any of these like proven role players didn't get picked because, again, they're just you know boring role players. But a guy like George Hill would have been good on a team that wants to win. Mm. Um, Doug McDermott can really shoot it. Uh, Wes Matthews is your three and D. Um, Dwight seemingly ends up on championship teams now, I guess. Um, Eric Bledsoe, even like, I know people trash on him, but he's still pretty good for a guard. And, um, one of my favorites, Tomas Sadoransky was a guy I wanted to pick, but I said, that's, that's part of what I I wanted to do is, uh, like throw a couple of names at you that I thought you would pick, but you didn't like Mo Wagner. Okay. I mean, I thought you were going to pick Mo Wagner for sure. I like if we if we drafted thirteen deep on our team, it might have been a name I considered. Hmm. He, why, why? What was your reasoning for not going uh, Sadoransky? It, it basically came down to Troy Brown or Sadoransky, mm-hmm. and Troy Brown is younger. You know, has more development. Like you know, you can kind of develop him more, right? Because he's only like twenty two or twenty three. And again, like where I was as a team, it was like let's let's aim for the development instead of aiming for the win now. No, uh, what was the name I was looking for? Derek Jones. Derek not Jones Jr. Not not a great fit on this team, and the the sort of player that would only be good what? on a contender. A why didn't you choose? Why didn't you choose Rodney Hood as as my sixth man? Or just or for just in team. general, yeah. It's funny because I pinpointed Alec Burks as a guy that I wanted as my sixth man because I watched him do it with the Warriors last year, and I'm watching him doing it with the Knicks this year now. And I mean, he he's been on two shitty teams two years in a row now, but he can get buckets. Like I hope I hope he gets traded to like a championship contender or just a, a solid team because he'd be a good sixth man for whatever team wants him. Um, he gets to the line, you know, can score at all three levels. Is is surprisingly solid as a as a score as kind of a, a microwave score. Reagan, let me ask you: Why didn't you go? I, I know you don't like uh, um, shoot. What's what's Rodney Hood as much as Eddie, mm-hmm. uh, or I assume not. But why didn't you go him or Marvin Bagley? So Marvin's tough for me, man. Marvin, I still believe in his upside. Um, you know, maybe not to the extent that I did when he got drafted, but I still think there's something there because there were spurts in the past when he was healthy where that dude was an easy 20 and 10. Um, but then I see things like, you know, what goes on with his pops and, you know, requesting trades. And that's not something I think I want to deal with in what's already going to be a circus in Las Vegas. I don't want to add any more fuel to the fire. It says the guy who picked Lonzo Ball, right? But I feel like that can be a little bit more easily managed, just given that Lonzo himself isn't that guy who's going to bring drama. Um, so I didn't pick Marcus just cause, you know, I'm not sure his play, his injury history. I'm not sure that's going to be worth all the hassle. And then the other guy was Rodney Hood. Yeah. I mean, I like Rodney Hood, but I already have a guy that's built in a Rodney Hood mold in Lou Williams. Um, so I was kind of just cool with that. I'm really happy that you let me get away with the Lou Williams Montrez link back up. I got two powerhouse duos on my team, Lou Williams and Montrez. And can you, y'all know the other one? Gasol and Conley. Uh, Gasol and Conley, baby. We running it back. <laughs> yes, sir. I, 
I for sure, as much as you don't like Trez, Eddie, I for sure thought you were going to go with Trez and just say screw it because he, he can average like 18 to 20. I mean, you, but you know how I feel about centers, right? Like, there's a reason why I pinpointed Al Horford as a center. You know, if I if I needed to pick a center that I wanted him because he's Horford a guy that can shoot to three, he can pass, um, can defend multiple positions, a solid as high IQ guy as a veteran leader. And then Big O as, you know, the very raw young center that you can hopefully develop into a sort of damn prototype because that's what people peg him as. Um, but... I'm thinking about these rookies, like no one or Reagan. You didn't think of like Devin Devin Bassell as a name yeah. that you wanted to pick. Uh, again, I was I was going for more win now. Let, let's look. Go ahead and compete. So some of the young guys that I would have considered if I were in a different city, um, perhaps Precious Achua, um, Devin Vassell would be a name. Um, I like the way Peyton Pritchard's playing. Obviously, his ceiling is going to be like a backup point guard, but he's already filling that role very well. Um, no, no, Alex Caruso. Anyone? The Caruso. I very much thought about Alex Caruso because I know he would have put people in my seats, but I I couldn't bring myself to it. I Haiky would choose him over Lonzo Ball. I wouldn't blame you because you know exactly what you're getting, Alex Caruso. But you you got to be with me in the fact that Lonzo Ball, he's there's something untapped there that would be better than Alex Caruso if it's if yeah it's developed. yeah. Well. What what about you, Eddie? Did you think about KCP or, or Caruso? Mm, not not at all. I mean, when I needed to select a three and D wing, I saw Justin Holiday on the board, and I was like, "That's easy. Like that's an easy choice." Um, and then outside of that, there was just not really a fit for him. You know, like I pretty much already had all the players I wanted. The thing about this board that I'm looking looking at it again is that I really put dudes on there that I like a lot, which is, mm. I mean, obvious. So when I built the team, I ended up, you know, con- choosing between a lot of players that I just like, which is why a guy like Jordan McLaughlin was someone I put on here, mm. or or uh, Damian Dotson or Isak Bonga. You know, like dudes well, that we drafted what? fifteen guys. If we drafted fifteen guys, I my, I probably would have drafted them just because they're my why, guys. Why not just Damian Lee or, or uh, the other dude on the Warriors, um, Mike Michael Moore? Eric no, Pascal. no, the guard. Eric, I'm Eric Pascal. surprised you didn't go Pascal. Yeah. No, no. Uh, yeah. What, what's the other guard's Jordan name? Jordan Poole? Yeah, who has passing chops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like my Warriors, but, you know, I'm, I'm objective. I think I'm objective. I think, you know, I know my guys are in the league that I like. Far far from it, my friend. What Did any of you guys think about, about uh, <laughs> drafting Draymond Green? Oh wait, no, no, no. the Warriors kept him. Yes, the <laughs> Warriors, my bro, you are greasing it now, bro. <laughs> the war, the fact that you even had the audacity to to even assert that they maybe could consider letting him walk, bro. Like, come on, like right, Draymond Green. Real question though: If the Warriors, if in this exercise we had the Warriors not protect James Wiseman, where is he getting drafted? Number one for you. Number one, without without hesitation. Number one, without. Who did you draft first again? I'm trying to remember. Mike Conley. Mike Conley. Mike Conley and Cam Reddish. Yeah, I, I would have drafted yeah. James Wiseman number one. I wouldn't see the thing is like I, I would feel not as great throwing James Wiseman into that situation. And I definitely would have made sure I surrounded him with veteran pieces. Um because his playing next to Steph and Draymond's gonna help his development a lot. Um I wouldn't throw 
if I did have the opportunity to draft James Wiseman number one. Trez, Lou Will, you know, all these types of guys that, you know, might be bad news for for the for the rookie. Hey, man, I'm going to make sure it's straight. You saw, I, I picked high character guys on my team. You saw this. Royce O'Neal. When have you heard a bad thing about Royce O'Neal? Never. Isn't that the one high character guy on your team? What? Conley and Gasol. That's it. <laughs> no, I'm Conley, sorry. Gasol, you gotta... Is Marcus Morris not high character? Like, I mean, he could, he be getting into scraps, but does he have off-court issues? Is he high character? Does he have off-court I mean, issues? He did, he, he did catch a case in, like, 2013 or something. 2013. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's water under the bridge, man. It's Lonzo Ball, yeah, high character. Brother. Jay Crowder, high character. I got high character guys, man. Well... Um, with a chip on their yeah. shoulder, too. I, I, I really can't choose, I guess, a winner in this draft. All these, all these, I, like, I was so happy to play commissioner on this episode because, I don't know, man, this draft just seems kind of bland. I would hate, I mean, I, I, I would get the excitement to that's, being a that's GM. That's why you volunteered and, yourself? I thought you were, like, excited to be commissioner, bro. Like, yeah, let's do this. Like, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Let me just be commissioner. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I would I would get the excitement to kind of be an owner or a GM for one of these expansion teams. But then after looking at these names, man, especially if the NBA did select, you know, in the, in the real world, did select or choose to have teams protect eight to nine players, I, I feel like this will. would look a whole lot different. No, oh, yeah, they probably will. If you go on 2K, you can run those sorts of simulations, and they usually do a good job of picking which players to protect, and it's pretty ugly, man. You don't get a whole lot of great players. It's I mean, because one. if that's the case, you're taking Karis LeVert off the board, Conley off the board, Trez off the board, uh, a lot of these guys who, you know, would my, be difference makers on your my team. My whole team is pretty off much the off the board, if we're being honest. Like, yeah. I don't think there's a single yeah, player think, on my team. Yeah, same here. So, yeah, that, that, that's, which is kind that's of so crazy bad. to think about. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, again, like the the excitement in this is when the Seattle Flash, my team, you know, gets the number one pick in the in the rookie in the twenty twenty one NBA draft and mm. picks Kate Cunningham and compliments all these pieces. Hey, that's where have, the, that's where the real that's have, where the real excitement comes from. I'm going to be in the play in tournament, fight duking it out, <laughs> duking it out. <laughs> I guess I'd be in the Western Conference, right? So I'd be duking it out with. Uh, you see what I don't understand is how the NBA would kind of divvy up these teams into Western slash Eastern Conference because Seattle and Las Vegas seem like the two surefire teams that if you're going to expand, you know, to 32 teams, you kind of have to add Seattle and Vegas. But both these teams feel like they would be Western Conference teams. What you do unless is you force you Vegas put- to eat. To the east. You finally put the Memphis Grizzlies in the East like they should have been the entire time. Like the the only reason the Memphis Grizzlies are in the Western Conference mm-hmm. is because they started out in Vancouver, but that's an Eastern and, Conference uh, team. And New Orleans, or actually, no, you can only move one team right to balance out one team. Games. Yeah, one team. But people think, and I've heard this that they'll put New Orleans in the East because the NBA will give Zion, you know, everything easy to become a star and uh. let him just. You know, let him make the playoffs every year and make the second round every year. But I've also heard that it makes the most sense to put Minnesota in the East because, in terms of travel, they're actually closest mm. to all the East teams. Like yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. Chicago, Detroit, um, but Memphis is also the furthest East in terms of just you know geographically. So th- there's a lot of ways this could go, yeah. but I think 
I would love to see the NBA expand to 32 teams. And if they do that, I hope they actually make division play and winning your division a thing that gets rewarded uh, and, and do something like have teams play within their division like 20 times a year instead of just or not 20, but like, you know, maybe like 12 times a year instead of just playing four games within your division. Because the more you build up those local rivalries, like the Lakers play the Clippers 12 times a year, Warriors play the Lakers 12 times a year. Viewership. Like that's 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 the kind of TV that people would want to tune into, I think. So um, it's kind of cool to see that they're contemplating expansion, if only because, you know, the NBA is losing money and they need to find a way to make more money. But there's a lot of uh, opportunity that can come from something like this. No doubt. Well, <clears throat> expansions like I don't know. This is a really cool concept. I remember when the NHL did it like a few years back, and it was the Las Vegas Golden Knights, right? That they uh, um, expanded with. And for a brief moment, I actually paid attention to hockey just by you know nature of the whole concept of like just starting a brand new franchise and having to. I mean, I mean the 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 team that exempl- exemplified it the best, uh, and I'm not even a big soccer fan, but LAFC. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, talk well. about their success as a team. I, I don't know a lot about soccer, but I know they're damn good. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's like the ideal scenario for an expansion team. And didn't the Golden Knights make the championship at some point? I swear they, they made, made the Stanley it. Cup the, yeah, the first made. year of their existence. Exactly. Which sounds like something can only happen in hockey. Like, right. There's no way you can tell me an NBA team <laughs> is doing that in the first year of expansion. No, no, you, you need superstars, no doubt. But. Uh, that'll do it for us today. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we really, really do hope that uh, the NBA expands to 32 teams. Make sure to follow us on social and pay attention to Eddie's Eddie's tweets about players not getting triple doubles and not having good games because of it. Um, but yeah, uh, that'll do it for us today. Peace out. This has been the Hoop and Holler podcast.